everybody. This is Barbara Aaron True and yay, I did not interrupt my own my own music. And sad to say, um this is the last show of books and entertainment tales from the pages and I'm very sad to say it. Um it's the last Thursday of the month and we usually have a guest, but I have no guest. I just have people that might call in. Um, meanwhile, I'll just reminisce about what it was like to be a show host, a, a radio show host for this many years. Um, I did my show almost every month on the last Thursday of the month. So that meant that I did a show once a month for 12 months if I could, but November and December were kind of, you know, those kind of months where you had Thanksgiving and sometimes Christmas on Thursday. So Thursday wasn't a great day to have a show, but still I did. <laughs> and so um, uh, to start out, I was approached by um, April Robbins, who wanted me to come on the show as a guest. And I said, well, I have no book. But she said, still come as a guest. So I did. And I was on the um, Red River radio uh, page. And I guess the, the email or it was Messenger, but... Somehow, I was convinced to go on Blog Talk Radio because I was listening to the show, and I would call in, and I guess she liked my answers or my questions or something, and so she wanted me on the show, and so I I came on as a guest, and it was very frightening for me because I had never been a radio guest before. And so I did that, and she said I was brilliant, and that I should have my own show just from that. She said, you're great, but um, she said, have your own show. Who's this? Anyway, so so she said, have your own show, and I did, and, um, and then... Um, I just had a co-host for a while. I had Lori, and then I had um, a few other people. And then they just kept not showing up. So because they kept not showing up, I had to figure out how to use the studio. And it isn't difficult, but it still can be, you know, something that can be daunting if you come to the studio and you don't know what's going on and you see these phone calls and whatever and, and, and you don't know what to do about it. But I did it and and I learned and uh, so I started doing my own shows by myself and I had a very nice person who was an agent and she would send me people um, free of charge, which was kind of amazing. 
and I met her, I think, through one of these uh, radio guest things. I went on that website, and you could you could put your show down, and then people who were interested in becoming radio guests would get on and look at you know the information and decide if they wanted to be a guest on there. And so this agent got in touch with me, and she started sending me um, people to be interviewed. And they were great, great authors, and I I met so many good authors through them, through her. And I wish I could remember her name because she was so good. But um, she passed away two years ago or three years ago. And it's very sad for me. But she was filtering me guests, so I never had to think about a guest for the show. So it was very nice, and I had lots of guests. And they came on. They were all authors. And also, whenever I went anywhere, like, you know, to any group or organization or um, event, I would always try to find authors who would like to be on the show. And that was very good. When when I started being a um, Greenwich Pen Woman, I found so many people who were authors, and I started putting them on the show. So (laughs) that was great. And I also met a lot of people online who said they were interested in being guests. And everybody always gets very excited when you say, I have a radio show. Do you want to be my guest? Because they know that some people are going to hear it. And, you know, it's kind of exciting. And so I um, I, I did that. And I should put the chat room up because maybe some people want to be in the chat. And I... Um, I just, uh, I just, I just got into this and got so in the into the routine that if I didn't do a show on Thursday, I was like, "What am I supposed to do?" You know, I didn't know what to do. So, think about it. From 2009 to now, 2023, I have done a show almost every Thursday, every last Thursday of the month. And I've been a guest on many, many shows on Blog Talk Radio and on other shows. And um, I, I was a guest on many different shows. So just being on the radio was exciting. Recently, I downloaded onto a, onto a hard drive because... They wouldn't fit on my computer. All of my own shows from 2009 to, to, to 2023. <laughs> and it's a lot of shows. And I wish I knew how to make clips, but I don't know how to make clips. So I could have given you some clips from those shows. But they were crazy shows. Some of them... There were animals in the background, like a parrot, dogs, cats, you name it. We had it on the show. A parrot, one time, these two women came on, and one of them had a parrot. And she said, I'm putting my parrot away for the show, but it didn't want to go away. And so 
<laughs> he'd got on the show, and it was like just crazy. It was <laughs> so crazy. <laughs> the 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 parrot the parrot was talking while the um the the author was on the the show. It was just so it was bizarre. And I have someone in the chat room and it's Susan Joyner Stump and she is just the most wonderful person in the whole world. Not feeling too well today, but came into the chat room. So thank you, Susan. That's wonderful. I hope people will call in. I'm waiting for people to call in. Books and Entertainment Tales from the Pages. The the phone number is on the page, but I'm going to give it today because it's my last show, and if scammers want (laughs) to... Do something. I don't care. The number is 646-595-4478. Again, 646-595-4478. Come on, people. Some of you who have been on the show can give me a call. Okay? That would be great to talk with some of my old guests. And, you know, that's that's uh, what I did. I did that. I, and, you know, it wasn't always easy because I didn't know anything about the people. So I devised this system where, well, when when the agent, was was with me she would send me their bio and all of their book covers so i didn't really need to ask anyone for anything but um when you know when i didn't have the agent i had to get it from people so i would ask them for their bio and then i would use the bio to write questions and I sent the questions all the time to my authors because I feel if somebody is questioning you, you have got to be in charge always, always, because you don't want to be embarrassed on the air. You know, if you're on the air, think of it, you're on the air. What you say cannot be taken back. You can't erase it. You can't delete it like it's, a, you know, oh, Someone's on the line. Hello? Hello? Hi, Barbara. This is Susan Joyner-Stump. Oh, Susan, you called in. I know how you feel. I don't care. I need to, you know, you've done so much for me and for so many other people. I, I couldn't. You know, I have to say goodbye, even though I know it's not goodbye forever. You know, no, I'll see we're going to try. Yeah, we're we're, we're going to try to find another venue, someplace, or maybe we'll be able to keep on blog talk. But right now, after September, the um the person has stopped. She has stopped paying, so that's it. We're done. Oh, and okay, uh, and so. Yeah, I know it's sad, but we'll we'll find another way. We all want to keep doing it, so 
Yeah, when Delaney so passed away, yeah, Delaney passed away, and it was I know such a shock and so terrible. And she was the yeah. heart and soul of the network. She kept us mm-hmm. together, and you know, after April, I don't know if you knew April Robbins. Did you know April Robbins? I did not. Well, April had this thing on Facebook, Red River Writers. And it oh, was I a page. Yeah, I do remember. Red, yeah. And so April got onto Blog Talk Radio with her show, and so it was Red River Radio Tales from the Pages before, but Red River Radio was the network, and so um, everyone who was on that page was invited to be on the show. And so April always had guests. And then she got me, like I was saying in the beginning, she got me to get on the show. And I was a neophyte on radio. I had never been, like you, never been. And and so she said, don't worry, I'll take care of you. Don't worry, (laughs) we'll do it. We'll do a a test show and everything. And she did. She did a test show with me, and it seemed to be okay. And with the test show, I had a co-host. But um, then when it came to the show, I had a co-host, but my co-host didn't always show up. So I, oh, so you were by yourself? Oh, by myself, yes. Oh, in the oh studio. I bet you did a wonderful job. You're just a natural. Barbara. <laughs> oh, God. Well, you realize how long I've been on the air, Oh, my Susan. God. I'm by myself. <laughs> I know. And I look at all these phones, and I, I didn't know what to do, you know. So I just, you know, I did the best I could. And there were some days when Blog Talk Radio was not very good to me. <laughs> we'd have we'd have strange sounds. The The... the the show would cut off. People's oh no, people. No, you couldn't get into it. Sometimes you could not get into it. That's so great. <laughs> it's, it's been it's been a trip. I'll tell you, to be on Blog Talk Radio has been a trip. And sometimes authors been, and uh, how what? long have you been on? Since two thousand nine. My goodness. You're an expert. <laughs> so, so it's 2023, and I am an expert now. <laughs> yeah. I was just telling how I get the questions. You know, I I I take people's bios, and I see what they've done, and I have my own questions that I use my boilerplate you know, plate questions, and then I add anything that is personal for them. And so then I give the questions to the person and they decide. And only once or twice has somebody said, no, don't do that question, you know. But most of the time people are very amenable and they say, sure, whatever, just ask me whatever. And so I take those questions and that's how I do my my interviews because I have the questions in front of me. You had great questions. There was one thing you always ask at the end. Do you remember? (laughs) 
your your ending your ending question and a lot of people what does that word mean? You know what I'm saying? Said, are you a plotter or a pantser? Yes. <laughs> and a plotter is somebody who outlines their their work. And right. a pantser is someone who goes by the seat of their pants. We just that's write me. and write. <laughs> I know. That's, that was the trick question. I'm yes, like, that was the trick and question. You were asking. I'm Googling it. I'm looking at it all. <laughs> What's a pantser? <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> I know. But I just wonder if anybody else felt like an idiot. But I mean, I'm real fast <laughs> typing. So when you were asking, and there was a pause for some reason, I was glad because I was looking. <laughs> no, but I did. I did give a, an explanation. I did say a pantser is someone who just writes. You did. You know? Yeah, I think you did. Yeah. Yeah. But it. It. I've been a pantser all my life. And yeah. I've only had to outline when I only outline when I'm doing nonfiction because I feel I feel that I might miss something with nonfiction. But with fiction anything goes. I just right, anything right. goes for me. Like, okay, I'm sitting down, I have a thought and boom. Like really no, I would boom. think a novelist but, like you're also a poet. But, you know, you being a novelist, I would think you need to jot down, you know, what's going to happen to keep your characterizations up and what's going to happen. What I, do, what I do is, yeah, I, I do do the characters. So the two main characters of my book were very outlined. They were, they were, they were thought of a lot. So it wasn't really an outline. I didn't know where I put anything. But I did get their character very, very, very developed. And I yeah. think that's the key to doing a, a good novel is to have your character be so developed that you feel you could meet them. Yeah. You know, and say, oh, yeah, and this them is... polite. They're realistic. <laughs> like, what, what is your... your Jennifer? Jennifer? Jennifer. Jennifer. Mm-hmm. The, yeah. Yeah, Jennifer Taylor, the gymnast. Yes, I feel like I, you know, I know her so well because now she's been in three books. So yeah, right. I have two more books that are about to come out, but unfortunately, yeah. Well, I have one that is about to come out. If I could be like Jennifer Taylor, is being reissued, and it's coming with a new cover. But the cover is the problem. And also, oh. it's also internationally done so that it it, right. it it goes with international standards, which somehow are different now. I'm so happy and for so, yeah. yeah, I remember the they first fixed one. It. And now, oh wow, that's the first one. Then I have Who Is Jennifer Taylor, which is completely revised and ready to be published. And then I have the last one, which is. The Mill Valley High Five, which is a book that contains all of the friends from the last book. In a, from yeah, so all the friends, so all the friends you met in If I Could Be Like Jennifer Taylor, including yeah. Maura, including Maura that's, at the end. That's fantastic. She was in Who Is Jennifer Taylor, and I also added a new guy, Danny. 
oh, Danny. Mike. Yeah. That's exciting. Danny Ryan, who who um who is in the book as Maura's boyfriend and then is separated and falls in love with Jennifer. I won't tell you what happens. And how many sequels and, is going to, okay, this is gonna be the third one? This is the third one. This is wow. that was in the second. No, in the second he falls in love with Jennifer and okay. she's with Brad and Brad I'm not gonna say what happens, but Okay. It's modern. Are on Amazon? This is going to be got, on I've Amazon the, soon. I've got the first soon. one. Okay. Yeah, this is the first one. But the second okay. one and the third one are not on Amazon yet. The third one okay. needs revising, okay. but the third one is in different perspectives of each girl. So it starts out with... Carol with Jennifer, then it has Carolyn, it has Becky, it has Janie, it has Maura, it has Danny, and and it has um, the the situation between all of these people. What's going on as as they are seniors? So it's it's um, you know it skips up to seniors because who is Jennifer Taylor is is um, junior, so I think. Yeah. Let me ask you a question real quick that I do all my novelist friends. Do you get into a different? Oh, yeah. Do you have a different mindset when you do you feel when you're writing a poem as opposed to a novel? I would think so because of the. the yeah. Um, you get when I'm writing life. a poem. I'm thinking more of images. I'm really thinking of images yeah. and what and what I'm thinking my emotions my emotions are very strong when I'm writing a poem. But when I'm writing a novel, I'm thinking more of plot. So I'm thinking plot of mm-hmm. what if what if this happens? What if this happens? Can this happen? What would happen if this happens? So I'm thinking that way. And so, yeah, I do get into a different mindset. I'm I'm more in the questioning mode. It's a different zone. Always questioning. Yeah. I'm you always thinking, to. what's next? And that's mm-hmm. why I don't really know my ending until oh, I have gotten. Good. So it comes to you as the as the plot thickens. Right. <laughs> as you're going until along. I've gotten that's through, like in in. In the Mill Valley High Five, the ending was so hard to find because, of course, there's there's five stories that you have to tie up. Yeah. <laughs> Other than that, besides tying them up, I had to figure out how to tie them up. What would tie them up and also tie up the entire book series? And I came up with such a great idea. Oh, I can't story. tell it, but such a great idea. <laughs> yeah. How many char- different characters are you dealing with? It, who in is in, in Mill Valley High Five? Yeah. I have Jennifer, Carolyn, Becky, Janie, more. That's five. I My have goodness. Danny, and I also have Brad in there, too. <laughs> 
Wow. <laughs> so That's I have seven of... different perspectives in that book. Yeah. yeah. I admire that. I admire that. <laughs> I admire novels. My novels, friends, you can also write poetry because it's a, you know, it's a, a different genre avenue mindset that you have to get into. Um, yeah, it's, it's a different thing. When you're writing poetry, maybe you're telling a story sometimes, but it's not the same thing. It's, it's more like, same. here, I'll read you a poem I wrote about Absolutely. my trip yesterday. I wrote it on the train. <laughs> oh, well. Okay, it's called A Trip to the Morgan Library. On a rain-soaked day, the kind in Manhattan that makes you scurry along streets clogged each way. To catch this train in the morning, I had to practically run, sat facing my destination on the ride in, anticipation for my day in the city, an excursion, adventure, fun. The museum was a treat, though the experience would have been better if we had foregone something to eat. With frescoes along the ceiling and rare books encased in glass, my eyes couldn't encompass all of the objects our guide was revealing. But quite a day we spent, though the garden will have to wait. I'm glad I could see this with friends, for the company was familiar and pleasant. When you write, I mean, you you put so much emotion into everything. It's like you take us on a journey with us, with you. Oh, thank you. I feel like <laughs> I was I was there with you. It's just beautiful, Barbara. Thank you. And and I actually did this one in rhyme, which I don't usually do. I rhymed the yeah, first yeah, I know with that. the last. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. happens, that, and, and that's and that's another thing with me. <laughs> I never. <laughs> ever think about whether this is going to be rhyming or not. It just comes out. <laughs> it just comes out, huh? Like that. Yeah. It just comes out. It just comes out, and, and I think, um, oh, it's rhyming. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a surprise. <laughs> well, yeah, that, and then I have to figure out so somebody <laughs> else can call in. So somebody else I wish someone would call in. I, I have the number. I'll give it again. I'm going to give it again because I think everyone should call in. 646-595-4478. Call in. Tell us about your exciting adventures on this show. Call in. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, I want to say I'm going to say goodbye, and I want to thank you for all the times that you've interviewed me individually, me and Deborah Brooks Langford. Uh, and you've interviewed so many of my wonderful friends like uh Renee Renee Drummond Brown, you need to call. Um, Renee and Renee should call. I'd like her to that's call. That's right. Renee <laughs> should call. Uh you hear that, Renee? Okay. So I know you know, you've interviewed a lot of my good friends, so uh, I just, uh, well, I do have a, I do have a lot of friends with you. you know, we have a lot of mutual friends. Um, yeah. And and that's because you're so loved by all of my friends. Oh, you're, well, you're always you're part of their their circle. And I, you know, I love you because you are just promoting people all the time, even when you don't feel well. 
which is uh, unbelievable. And you came on the well, show, which is just... Busy. You know, we get, you know, because I, I love, like you, you do too. You help people too, you know, along their journey. And so that's what I want to do. I want to thank you and good luck where whatever you do. And I, and I just hope in the future we can see another venue for you. Because I hope you, so. You, so. You know, I do yeah. uh, with Melissa Begley. We do um, the Poetry Initiative on Saturday mornings and then post it on YouTube. So um, that's one thing we do. And we, we, we read poems about subjects that people don't talk about usually, child yeah. abuse, mm-hmm. abuse of women, um, we talked about mothers and fathers, and we talked about all kinds of stuff. Um, you know, poverty. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we we write we read poems that we've written, and then we discuss it. And it's an international show That's on Zoom. Great. If you would like to be invited, I would topic. certainly like to invite you. Well, you know, you know, I grew, you know, I don't want to go into it too much, but you know, I grew up abused, so I would love to hear others' points because I think we all help each other. But let me let you oh, know. yeah, let it's me true. The, so the, somebody yeah. else could call in. Yeah, I wish someone would call in. <laughs> they will, maybe, maybe because I'm talking so much. <laughs> no, but, I don't think me, so. I think it's just, it's just Renee. Where are you? Vivian Renee. said she's sorry she can't. Renee, come, come. Renee, come on. We're waiting for you, Renee. Renee. Yeah, just come on. Come on the show. She she sent me a message. She said she tried to call in, and the message she got was the show is starting in 38 minutes. Please call back. I'll try my best to call back then. And then she said on another note, I'm sorry to learn that Books and Entertainment Network is closing down. You are an Mm -hmm. awesome, in capitals, show host, Renee. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. I love you, Barb. I'm going to let you go. I love you too, Susan, and you stay well. Get better. I will, honey. I want to – all your recent accomplishments, I've, you know, know, been been noticing, and I – just one, you know, it's just so well deserved, so well deserved. Oh well, thank you. I appreciate that. I do. And and like I said, um, Amazon will be having my book as soon as they can figure out a cover. Sorry, my dog is doing things he shouldn't be doing. No, <laughs> Dean, Dean, okay, Dean, leave it, leave it, Rachel. Oh dear. Dean, leave it. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> you got to love him. <laughs> he's so sweet. I wish you yeah. could see him. He's he's so sweet. He's like, he has the coloring of a golden with a little bit of white on his chest and a little white yeah, going through some of them. Yeah, pictures. Uh-huh. Yeah, That's he's so puppy, beautiful. Right? I mean, he's grown up now a little more. <laughs> he's still a puppy. He's not quite too... And the oh, and the yes. vest that it would be until two and a half that he would be a puppy. So right. he's, he's, he's in a terrible tomb growing right now. up to do, but he's so beautiful and sweet. Yeah. That's I love great. him so much. I love you. He's looking at me. No one can yeah. see it, but he's 
I'm I'm touching him, making him feel better because he was doing something he shouldn't be doing. (laughs) (laughs) He got caught. Got caught in the act. (laughs) Yeah, it's like now he's leaving the room. Okay, let me see if anyone's in the studio. Thank you so much. I really, really appreciate it. No one called in. It's okay. I've I've actually done a show by myself alone (laughs) without guests, so I can do this. But thank you so much, Susan, for calling in. And have you know, just take care and feel better and rest. Okay. And by the way, I love Susan's doing these fantasy figures. They're so funny. Oh, they're so much fun! I wish I'd look like that. You too are beautiful. I saw your picture. You know, I, but I but I don't want to mislead anybody. And I told him I use a I use a current selfie, but this pro graphic program generates a younger version of me that <laughs> people think you regress <laughs> back in time or something or is this really you no 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 I just you know just fantasy oh, yeah I lost when when I lost my page I lost my avatar oh so, no I know and I can't seem to get it back Facebook has a way to create an avatar, but I can't seem to get that one back. I can get it. I can get it on Instagram. I can get it on on um, on Aww. on on the phone. Some of, but they're not as great as the ones on Facebook. So yeah, the, really... the, the ones on Facebook are pretty cute. Yeah, I yeah. like yours too. It looks like you. I know, and I lost it when I lost my page, which is another uh, whole thing about scams. And I, I, I'm I just know. Too I got a friend request from you the other day, but you told me if that happens to ignore it. So I did. I said, "Oh my goodness, I hope I'm not denying the wrong one." But I couldn't because I no, no, no. I don't. Me. I don't need to get another friend request from you. No, no. I know. no you, you're on my friend list or not. That's that other Barbara Aaron true. Yeah. And this is to well, anybody see, got, who knows me. If you get a friend request too. from me, I am not the one sending it. It's a scammer. And yeah. she will take your page, sadly. That's right. That's yeah, right. really sad. I'm really sad. I'm so stupid. I know. Did and, you lose and, the and because you of, yeah. What? Did, you Did lose, I lose money? No. No, no. Pictures or, or anything important, like on when you lost, when your account got hacked, did you lose anything? No, because everything that I put on Facebook, I have in oh, another okay. place. Okay. I never, I never create on Facebook me unless either. I put me it either. somewhere else. Okay. No, never, never, okay. because I don't trust Facebook. <laughs> No, I just put I just put my creations on Facebook. I don't like create on Facebook. Right, I that, understand because I'm the same. Yeah, one. that would yeah. be terrible. That that would be really terrible oh, to gosh. to have yeah. lost everything there. Yeah, and the photos are all from my own photos. So yeah, Facebook photos are yeah they're okay. I I I didn't really lose much except I lost two thousand friends. It's you know. Oh, yeah. That's a lot, but I'm getting them back. I have like 300 now. Okay. I don't need that many friends. I can't really keep track. 
Yeah, it's hard to keep track, yeah. Anyway, Susan, I'm going to let you go. I know you're tired, and thank you so much. This was so sweet of you. Well, I love you, Barbara, and uh, I, I love I you too. See, I want to see another. I want to see another venue in the future because you're too good at what you do. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay right. Maybe I'll do a podcast. Okay. You know, if, if I'll do a podcast on something entirely different. Okay. <laughs> Okay. Love you, Barbara. All take right. Care. You take care. All right. All right. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And that was Susan Joyner Stump, and she is a really good friend of mine for a long, long time. And um, please call in. The number is 646 595-4478. Renee, I'm talking to you. Renee Drummond-Brown. I'm going to message you and tell you to call in. I'm just messaging you now. And and I'm giving you the phone number because sometimes you don't hear or remember it. So the number is... Okay, six four six five nine five four four seven eight six four six five nine five four four seven eight. Okay. So let's see if anybody will call in. Call in, guys. Call in people who have been on the show. Call in because that will be so much fun to talk with you people again. So, Renee, call in. Waiting for you to call in. Mama, call in. Vicky Agua, call in. All these people that have been on the show call in I gave you I gave you the um, link and hopefully you will call in and um, that'll be it anyway that was wonderful talking with Susan and now by the way the chat room is open if anybody wants to come into the chat and can't get on the phone and um we see here. Okay. Um, what can we do now? Okay, I was talking about shows. So there were some shows where I didn't have any guests like until like two hours before the show. And that was kind of amazing. But we did it. We got through it. And sometimes a guest would call you know, like either call me or send me an email that they couldn't be on, and then I had to scramble to get a guest, and this makes me sad, but Delaney would always come on if she could, and she was so sweet, and she would come on, and she would be my guest, and we would talk and have fun, and that's what we did. But anyway, Marta, if if you're person has come and your doctor has called, um, 
that would be great if you could come on. And anybody else who I sent the show to, please come on. Don't just listen. Come on in (laughs) and we'll talk. And um, in the meantime, I will read something from my new memoir. Hey, I'm writing a memoir. And it's called Just a Girl from Brooklyn. This is the first time it's on me. Who is this? I don't know who that is. Okay. So here goes. Chapter 1. By the time I was born, my father had lived a full and somewhat disreputable life. He married my mother when he was 40. For him, having a family that accepted him was everything, and my mother's family absorbed him into their chaotic life. His own created too much tension and had become almost toxic for him by that time. My father, Samuel Levine, came over to this country in steerage with his mother and three other siblings. My grandfather started this whole thing by being impressed into the Russian army. He escaped and deserted, fleeing toward the north on foot, and found a way to get to London. Once there, he hopped a ship to America. I don't know much about this part of his life because it was told to me by my brother who learned all this after my father passed away. When my grandfather arrived at Ellis Island, his last name was Pitt. But thinking it didn't sound Jewish enough, he told them it was Levine. This is in direct contradiction to the thinking of that time. Many Jewish people changed their names to seem less Jewish. My grandfather was a carpenter, and so he used his trade to start a business and make money. He became settled on the Lower East Side of Manhattan and his business grew, but his faith did not allow him to see other women. So after he had enough money, he boarded a ship and went back to where my grandmother and her two children were living, a small town called Radon in the Polish corridor in what is now Belarus. My grandmother, Rebecca, Hebrew name Miriam, for whom I'm named after, welcomed him, and after the warm weather was over, he left for America. The next summer, my grandfather found another child living there, and this routine happened once more until he had four children. Then he decided to bring them all over to America. Grandpa Jacob had an apartment on the Lower East Side of New York City, and my father and his siblings came over in 1912. Being Hasidic, he had beautiful blonde curls, never cut, and ringlets hanging down on both sides of his face called payas. He and his sister Esther were the oldest. He was 10, and she was a little older. Next came my Aunt Sally, Uncle Hyman, or Jaime, as they called him, my Uncle Abe, and finally my Uncle Bobby, both born in New York. 
with all of them living in a tiny apartment, my father pretty much grew up on the streets of the Lower East Side. But his life was completely controlled by his religion. In Radan, he had gone to Yeshiva. The Radin Yeshiva is very famous. But since there are no records, we can't be sure he went there. Or to the one in Grodno. Now in New York, he had to go to public school and not speaking English. I guess he had a hard time there. At home, his parents spoke only Yiddish. He quit school by eighth grade and went to work. That didn't mean he didn't keep studying. For my entire life, my father would read the newspaper cover to cover every night, and he was especially interested in current events. He and I would discuss current events while I sat on his lap. Even though he had little time, he managed to keep reading. And I'm going to stop there. And there are five chapters in this already. So that's kind of exciting. And no one has called in yet. Renee, call in, call in, call in. Do you hear me? Call in, call in. <laughs> so, so um, people in books and entertainment, if you want to call, please call in. Amy, I, I saw you there. I saw you put your little flower on there. So please call in. Um, anyway, that was from my memoir. Just a girl from Brooklyn, and of course I was born in Brooklyn. And now I will read you. Let's see. People keep calling in on my phone, but I don't want to listen to them. Okay. Um, Let's see. Um, I can read a poem. Um, I don't want to read poems I've read on here already. So they should be new poems. Let's see what new poems I have. Dancing on the Surface. I wrote this for United Poets at Heart, second anniversary competition. I don't know if if any if anyone has done anything about that yet, but I wrote this for that. Dancing on the Surface. As I think of my life, it feels like I've been dancing on the surface of many events. Some that seemed only for me in deeper thought of other people too I had only twirled around not seeing what was happening beneath the surface I saw only my friends and my own interactions ignoring how this might affect the others around me I didn't realize how tied to them I was until I looked back and saw the connections and now I must assess my actions to include others 
and how my selfish behavior while dancing through my life has created a hardship for those I love. End poem. And that was Dancing on the Surface. And no one has called in. Let's see. Susan joined and left, and then I understand it's hard. She's not feeling well. But other people can come into the chat room, and other people can come on the show. And it would be nice, but if you can't do it, you can't do it. I understand. It's short notice, but I didn't know what kind of show I was going to have today. And that's another thing through the years. I haven't really known how any show is going to happen. They just sort of happen. And um, this one is just sort of happening, I guess, because... No one's calling in, but that's okay, because I remember my Christmas show, and only one person, one or two people called in then, but it was fun. And I think being on the air by yourself is kind of, you know, you don't want dead air, but you don't want to be talking so much that people are saying, oh, no, so much talking. What am I going to do? So maybe I'll play something for you that... Um, that is something that went on to do well. Let's see. Oh, yeah, here. This is the song here with me, and it's in Letters to Daniel. So I'm going to play that.
um, that was Here With Me, played, sung by Stephanie Ray. And I would, you know, I, I played it for a very long time um, under, you know, after after Amy was and um I'm just uh very sad it, it, Amy you should come on cuz Amy was Amy Lee McCorkle was on this show a great deal talking about Letters to Daniel, and now Letters to Daniel is going to be a series, which is fascinating and wonderful. And um, I'm just wondering why no one is calling in. But you could call in. You just could call in. I'm getting tired of just sitting here and looking at just nothing. People are giving me well wishes. Thank you so much to um, Lily Swan. Lily, I wish you could come on the show. Um, and LaVon Robinson, he was on the show. Vivian Sable, I know you can get on there. But thank you so much for your well wishes. And... Um, yeah, it's it's a sad day, but it's also a happy day because we get to reminisce about all the shows that I've done, which is quite a lot. And I'm waiting for someone to call in. The number again is 646 you can call in, you can read your work, you can talk to me, um, just call in. Okay, so um, Renee Drummond-Brown, that's you, please call in. It's time to call in now. Um, so that's all, that's all I have to say. Um, I've had some music on here. I had some classical music on here too. And that was with um, Julie Dolphin, who came on and talked about her orchestra. And I had um, Michael Amadei, who played and sang this song. Well, my hands won't stop shaking, my heart is playing, my mind keeps to racing. Sound of your name and all of my secrets, the dark and insane. Get lost in the moment when I know you feel the same, and our eyes can't help it. We drift up from the floor as I catch a faint smile as she come through the door, and it's such an inconvenience. Time for romance, but I find myself asking you to dance. 
Michael Amaday, and he was singing his own song on my show. And that was a very exciting time because he had never sung that song before anywhere. And um, I'm, I, I think I'm going to end this show pretty soon because uh, nobody's calling in. But I just want to tell everyone... Thank you, thank you, thank you for being my guests. There's no way to thank you enough. And um, it, it's, it's all been wonderful. Since 2009, I've been on the air. And I, I don't want to leave. Um, but we have no choice. And... Um, if people don't call in, I'm just going to have to end the show. So I'm going to give you another five minutes to call. And in that five minutes, I'm going to play another thing from Letters to Daniel, which is Valio's, um, Valio's opening introduction to Letters to Daniel. So here goes. 
Okay, that was the introduction to Letters to Daniel by Valio. And uh, I don't know, um, we haven't gotten anybody calling in. And I could probably play more music, um, or I could read another poem. But right now, I think I just want to talk a little bit about how wonderful it's been to meet everybody and to hear everyone's story and to find out that we're all not that different in any way and that um, it, our, lives, our lives are all complicated and we, we try to do the best we can. And I, as a radio host, appreciate all different things that happened to you. I mean, in the space of a few minutes, I got two phone calls and my dog came in and started doing all kinds of crazy stuff. So I know what that's like. Uh, Life is crazy and it's fun. And sometimes it's not so much fun, but you still go through it. And just like radio shows, (laughs) which, which... If in the middle you can't figure out a way to get out of it, the best way to do that is to leave. So what I'm going to do is I'll play something from a group called Bandcamp, which um, I interviewed an author. I forgot the author's name now. He's going to kill me. But, But anyway, he was the darling. He was a poet and the darling of this. And so this is called Poem Number 11 by this person, by Bandcamp. If you stand on a corner long enough, everyone that you know will walk by. Some of these people will give you stuff interesting that others just say hi. Speaking with them, I think of the connection, that now tenuous strand of events which binds us. I try to strengthen it, my word sewing thread as we speak. But as the fabric tears, the pain increases until I can no longer stand it. They leave, and I once again left alone to wait the next one to deal with myself. And that was poem number 11 by Bandcamp. It was from someone who was on the show, and I wish I could remember his name, but I can't. And this, I think, is the, yeah... Um, this is going to be it because um, yeah, I'll just read 
David Saroy, um, David Lee Saroy, he he um, did this song. So I'll just give you this one because it's probably the best one for now.